For 40 years, Sandals has been crafting escapes of five-star luxury and romance throughout the Caribbean. Our new Palmcast takes you inside our five-star resorts with exclusive insights and stories you won't want to miss. Come explore the future of luxury-included travel and the best of the Caribbean. So kick up your feet, get some shade. This is the Sandals Palmcast. Welcome to another episode of the Sandals Palmcast. Boy, do we have a special episode for you today. I'm kind of geeked out about this. Uh, Andy Casagrande is a U.S. wildlife cinematographer. He's a shark specialist. He has traveled around the world uh, capturing video for TV networks like National Geographic, Discovery Channel, BBC, Animal Planet, ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox. Uh, We're happy to say that he's also visited multiple beaches resorts with his family and uh, Sandals Resort with his wife, where his kids participated in a diving course for kids. So many of you know that this is the time of the year for the annual Shark Week, and we thought, who better to talk to than Andy Casagrande himself? Welcome, Andy. Hello. Thank you. I'm really happy, happy to be here. Well, we're just excited to have you. I feel like we're going now below the depths of the ocean and you're going to give us a real behind the scenes of some of the things you've seen, because I can only imagine the quick term, I guess, is shark specialist. But what is a day in the life from your perspective? Well, you know, as a kid, I always had a fascination with sharks. And from there, you know, there weren't a whole lot of options, to be honest. I mean, you know, you kind of hear about being a marine biologist or maybe working for NOAA or one of these um, agencies that monitors fish stocks. But anyway, long story short, I eventually started working with great white sharks back in 2005. Ever since then, I've been lucky enough to travel, like you said, around the world and specialize in specifically great whites, also tigers, hammerheads, bull sharks, makos, whale sharks. And one thing I've learned about them is they're way less dangerous than humans are. <laughs> but, humans are pretty dangerous, Andy. So yeah, you're right. So, so you get it. Uh, but at the same time, you know, from an underwater perspective, we're feeling out of your element. And there have been some pretty intense encounters with with wildlife with humans, but it's just a part of life. And, you know, being able to visit these different areas of the world, even areas with, with beaches and sandals, where, you know, you're able to experience the beauty of Mother Nature and also the beauty of, of humanity, so to speak, of, you know, like really peaceful, relaxing, amazing areas where humans and wildlife coexist. You know, Andy, when you're traveling around, how do you actually tell people what you do for a living? I mean, you know, I always think about you being an international traveler. You're on a plane and the person next to you strikes up a conversation. Do you say, I'm a shark specialist? (laughs) I mean, tell me how that conversation goes when they find out what you do. I usually joke, to be honest, that I'm a a professional ping pong player or that I, I sell insurance for rockets or like I, I usually just kind of as a I'm, I'm more interested in what they're what they do. Occasionally, people will say, "Hey, man, are you the Shark Week guy? Are you the shark guy? Are you that dude?" Then again, I'll usually be wearing like a shark shirt, like I am right now, and like I'm kind of like Zuckerberg. I have all the same clothing. It always has a shark on it. Yeah, I usually say I'm a wildlife filmmaker because I I have filmed polar bears, lions. Uh, king cobras, killer whales, crocodiles, jellyfish, all types of different predatory creatures, so to speak, um, cheetahs, hyenas. I specialize mostly in sharks, and um, 
usually I don't talk about it much, to be honest. I Well, that's not true. My wife would say, you're crazy. All you do is talk about sharks. You know, I usually try to find out if people love sharks, hate sharks, or if they're afraid of sharks. A lot of people around the world don't have any direct interaction with sharks or spend a lot of time in the ocean. Some people are addicted to it and also fear sharks or want to find a way to coexist. It's um, it's a it's an interesting way that humans actually can become united. We're talking to Andy Casagrande. Uh, there's, you touched on this already. There's obviously a lot of fear uh, surrounding sharks. You kind of touched on that. They're such an essential part of the ocean's ecosystem, though. What are some of the things that you tell people and all that you've learned about sharks during your work about maybe some of the misnomers about sharks or maybe some things that we would be surprised to know? Number one is people often ask, like, where, how do, when do I have to worry about sharks? Or like, how do I know if sharks are even in the area? And I often tell them there's an easy test where if you stick your finger in the water and taste it and you taste salt, uh, there will be sharks there. Now, if you're at the Dead Sea, uh, it's a different story. But essentially, sharks are found around the world in the most populated cities on Earth, from New York City to Los Angeles to off the coast of Cape Town and Sydney and these amazing metropolises where humans thrive. Sharks also thrive. We're lucky because occasionally, when I say we're lucky, uh, they came out wrong. Occasionally, sharks do interact with humans in a negative manner where they uh, bite us, uh, they attack us, uh, so to speak, or sometimes they even try to feed on us. Um, but it's generally a mistaken identity or a shark that has no other option for some reason. But they don't really view humans as a viable prey source, which is good. And they view many other things, though, as viable prey items, which allows them to create balance within the oceans. And if you breathe oxygen, you should care about our oceans because most of the oxygen you breathe comes from there. Say I'm on a dive and a shark wanders over to me. I've heard so much conflicting advice. What should I really be doing? Because as you just mentioned, humans are not their prey. Uh, we're usually mistaken for them. But what advice would you give there if you have a shark that comes over when you're diving? First advice is maintain eye contact with it as in you don't have to like be like creating some romantic glances with the shark don't lose sight of the shark if it's swimming straight at you it'll be pretty easy to not lose sight of it because it's right there if you just spotted it from your left or right periphery or turned around and it was there often when you turn around and you do make eye contact or you announce to the shark by your body language or your visual gaze that you identified it as in, hey, I just saw you. It's like anything else. If you're sneaking up on your little brother or your your buddy and you want to like, you know, give them a bear hug or you want to like sneak up on them unannounced uh, or you're a predator and you want to hunt, uh, whatever. Bottom line is don't ever take eye contact off that animal. If it starts to charge at you, my best advice, what I would do personally is charge back at the shark. I would swim towards it. I mean, you shouldn't find yourself in this situation, but always fight back if you have to. For the most part, just making eye contact with that shark will repel it. Wildlife is wildlife. They'll do crazy stuff sometimes. Just be on your game. The thing you can do the most to keep yourself safest in the water is just to be smart. If it's super murky, you see bait, you see a lot of activity from birds and other predators, fish, tarpon, tuna, that means predators are gathering in an area to feed. And anywhere where you have bait ball activity or lots of bait and things jumping and pelicans diving, that's an area where it's productive for small fish, which brings in big fish, which brings in bigger fish, which 
are the sharks, basically. So swim there with caution um, or don't swim there at all. Seal colonies can be sketchy, um, but don't be afraid about put where your seatbelt is probably where you should be most concerned. So, Andy, I wanted to ask you, which came first? When did you start diving? Did the shark interest come first and that's how you got interested in diving? Or were you a diver and then you became fascinated with sharks? That's a good question. I didn't actually. The, the shark fascination started at childhood um, from as long as I can remember. You know, seeing them on TV was my first option and then in books and you know, movies and things like that. Um, I didn't learn to dive until I was uh, 22 years old. I learned to dive after my fascination with sharks. And it's a funny story. On my very first open ocean dive while I was getting trained as an open ocean diver, I lost my dive instructor and my dive buddy because my brain, my mind, drifted off into great white shark land, which I was in, which was Monterey, California, Super murky, super sharky, cold seals. There's been uh, attacks in Monterey. They weren't happy about that, but I explained that I was thinking about sharks and they didn't like that answer either. I, I survived. I got certified and I'm diving ever since and I, I'm not dead yet. So everything. Well, good. you've had hundreds, literally. I've seen much of your YouTube videos and, of course, on Shark Week as well. These shark encounters, I mean, that are really all over the world. What's been the most amazing shark encounter that you've ever had? I got to say the most amazing shark encounter I've ever had was in Western Australia with two great white sharks. Uh, there were multiple great whites at the same time, but two particular great whites that were like brothers that swam right over top of my head, circled around, came back in the same formation, swam over top of my head, allowed me to pet one of their bellies, swam back, started switching it up. And I swear these guys were brothers. I actually went back 14 months later and found these same two sharks still hanging out with each other, still swimming next to each other. And I was just kind of blown away. So that was definitely my my greatest experience with sharks. Well, we're here on the Sandals Palmcast. It, it wouldn't be such without asking you about sandals and beaches. And of course, when we think about sandals and beaches, it's all about the love. It's all about the romance, but it's also about, about adventure. And I don't know if anybody has had more adventure than their life than Andy here. So talk to us about when you first got to experience sandals. And then I understand you also made it to a beaches. Yeah. So our first trip was actually to sandals in Grenada. And uh, it was amazing. We went diving there, actually. And there were these coral gardens, and the food was incredible. The people were super nice. The alcohol was pretty strong, I, I won't lie. Uh, but this was a uh, sandal, so it was mostly geared toward adults, which was great because my wife and I uh, were looking forward to a getaway. And uh, being able to dive there, having like five-star paddy dive resorts on location where you can step onto a boat with all the dive gear. And I, I'm pretty particular about my dive gear. I'm also sponsored by Scuba Pro, so I kind of kind of have to clear these things. Anyway, get there. It's all Scuba Pro equipment, amazing equipment, great boats. Dive captains are awesome. Uh, underwater world is incredible, and it's all like right, literally there. You're not you're not even leaving the resort. You're not even leaving the property, which is pretty incredible. And then that was just the sandals. We then went to beaches in uh, Jamaica and Turks and Caicos. And there, if your kids aren't certified, which mine are, at least Ace, in Turks and Caicos got his Patty underwater bubble blowers and SEAL team certification so that he could dive in a pool, full scuba, 
and Nova, my daughter, is going to be getting that now. We're going to head back to – we haven't decided yet. We're going to head back to one of the beaches somewhere to get Nova certified, and Ace is going to get his junior open water. So we're fully into it, and we love the fact that you can just go literally scuba diving with your family and train there at these resorts. Now, was that your kid's first diving experience? How old are your kids? So Ace is now nine. Nova is seven. Legally, I'm pretty sure legally, because we're doing it in August when Nova turns eight, you have to be eight years old and don't quote me, but sure, quote me or ask ChatGPT or Google or something. But from what I understand, to take any of these courses as a bubble blower or a SEAL team member, your very first official scuba course from Patty, you have to be eight years old. Nova's going to be hitting that next month. And um, we're going to head out again and get her certified, which is really cool. I got to think that's got to be cool for you to see your kids and be able to share that passion that you have now that, you know, you're diving and experiencing all this with sharks and now seeing your kids being able to experience that with your children has got to be super special. It is pretty cool. And even ever since they've been really small, two years old, four years old, they've come with us to South Africa, to the Bahamas. They've been in cages when they were four years old with great white sharks. Nova, my daughter, was only two years old, standing on the deck of the boat, looking at great white sharks, wearing no shoes, hanging out like a total sea pirate, wildlife um, naturalist. So, uh, yeah, and they've been out to Mexico, to Guadalupe, 280 miles offshore, go down into the cages on regulators, looking at great white sharks out there. So uh, it is really cool to show them that part of the world. And Nova, you know, she's been doing all this as like a trial by, you know, not fire, but she allowed to go on hookah with us in the cage, but... It'll be exciting for her to finally get certified to use a tank and be on scuba and more independent. That's great. Hey, we've heard that there are certifications and, and mission divers can go to on a resort. I've heard something about lionfish. Did you guys have a chance to do that when you were visiting? Yeah, and that's really cool because I only recently have been getting involved in spearfishing. I've always been a, not always, that's not true. For 20 years, I've been a wildlife filmmaker, underwater wildlife specialist, and I've been trained to get close to animals underwater. I remember the first time I went spearfishing, I was like, wow, this is like cheating. Like, this is this is unfair. Like I'm swimming right up to these fish because I even even as a filmmaker, you're you're trained to be as in what's the word um, non-invasive as possible to be like a fly on the reef, a fish on the reef, a fly on the wall. So you breathe as little as possible. You move as slow as possible. You interact as amicable as possible and you get really good results of the animals interacting in front of your camera. We did lionfish hunting in oh Jamaica. And that was amazing. That was awesome because the the experts, the guides there uh, at beaches were able to show us exactly where the lion's fish are. And they're really good to eat as well. And you could go hunting for lionfish, which unfortunately are extremely invasive species that are really effective hunters that are kind of really messing up the ecosystems along the Caribbean in a number of areas where they thrive, which, yeah. That's a whole other story. We're talking to Andy Casagrande on the Sandals Palmcast here. Hey, look, it's a worldwide mission. You just kind of touched on this a little bit, Andy, about, you know, blending in with the environment as a filmmaker and being a part of that. We want to take care of the oceans. We want uh, to become more eco-smart tourists. Um, What are some steps that you take on vacation or maybe you could give for others to take care of the wildlife when traveling to a new place? Are there some tips that you would have? You know, there's really a lot of great organizations that have really paved the way for people to get involved 
and not just you know like the the big headliners like Greenpeace or you know there there there's some pretty dynamic and innovative uh, conservation organizations out there that are specific to species like whether it's whales or sharks or if you're into trees like even you got YouTubers out there my kids love Mr Beast he's a famous YouTuber guy and he he'll raise twenty five million dollars to uh, plant twenty five million trees or 35 million for the ocean to remove 35 pounds of trash. So there's always like a way that you can get involved specifically to what you're most passionate about. If you're sick of single use plastics and people using things that they could reuse, or there's better ways to uh, do something that are less harmful and less impactful in a negative manner to the planet, then I worked on a lot of projects involving rhinos because rhinos have been really decimated by humans and poaching is out of control. Sharks as well, obviously, with their shark fins. So as a as a consumer, you know, just do your research. I mean, there's always many amazing organizations out there specific to whether you're looking to help with climate change, looking for ocean acidification, single-use plastic reduction, you know, or even just endangered wildlife poaching. There's a lot of really good organizations that are out there doing great stuff. Great you tips. You can easily get involved. Yeah, we're, we're very invested, too, with our Sandals Foundation to have that preservation and conservation of the oceans. Andy, I wanted to ask, you dived around the world. Uh, I'm going to take us back to the Caribbean when you guys were in Grenada, when you were Turks and Caicos, when you were in Jamaica. How does the diving in the Caribbean compare to some of the other locations you've dived? Well, I got to say, the Caribbean is unbelievable. I mean, I live in Florida Primarily, I was born in New York City, grew up outside of Pittsburgh, moved to Cape Town, California, moved all over the place. And now I work internationally as, as my trade. I, I do almost no work in the U.S. Most of my stuff is international. And the Caribbean and shark diving there and just diving, diving there is it's some of the best in the world, if not the best, because the visibility is incredible. The temperature is perfect temperature for humans. Even in the winter, the, in the, the sharks increase in the winter. You get great action with sharks there. But Caribbean is phenomenal for diving, snorkeling, families to chill out, hang out the beach, go fishing, spear fishing, um, lobster, lionfish. It's it's hard to beat. Well, I was going to ask you if you are out of the water. It sounds like you're a little, you know, allergic to land <laughs> by some of the dives that right. you do. But what what else do you like to do with your families at the resort when you aren't in the water? <laughs> That's so funny. So when we're not in the water on the ocean, which is all all of these resorts we've been to have been, you know, literally the resort is on the beach where you can go jump in and swim with the sharks or the salt water or whatever you're whatever. So when we're not in there, we're at the pool <laughs> at the resort <laughs> um, because then you can get drinks literally while you're in the pool. You got like these crazy slides and stuff. And, you know, I'm not a kid anymore, but I like to kind of pretend like I'm a kid at some of these. Um, they'll dump like huge buckets of water on you. I think that was in uh, Jamaica. But the restaurants are incredible, too. You know, you got to you got to enjoy eating good food. And going to these places, my kids love these. Um, I've been to them as a kid. Hibachi, I think it's called, where they, uh, the kimonos, I think is the name of the restaurant, where they cook these, you know, the, the chef in front of you will like flick shrimp or chicken or an egg into his hat or make you catch it in your mouth. 
it's pretty funny. And the kids, like, literally, they want to go there every night. Um, there's also tons of other great restaurants that, you know, sometimes it's almost overwhelming because um, you know, there's so many options. I often think because this is what you do for a living, you know, often when I talk to chefs, I say, do you cook at home because you're a chef? You know, so when you vacation and you're at a sandals resort, you are still and obviously diving and sharks are your passion as well as other marine wildlife. But it, does it feel like when you're on vacation that you're taking a break if you go into those activities? Do you, do you understand what I'm trying to ask here? It's do, do you like doing it? Is your passion so strong that you want to do it even when you're relaxing and not working? It's a great question because and the answer because of technology is yes. I'm shooting for Discovery, uh, sorry, National Geographic, Discovery Channel, the BBC. I'm using the same cameras that we're using Holly, they use in Hollywood. I use the same cameras for Shark Week and for National Geographic that they use for Lord of the Rings and James Bond and Mission Impossible and uh, Star Wars, all the greatest Hollywood films, we use the same camera technology to, to make these shark documentaries, which is really cool because these sharks are way more super celebrities than Hollywood actors are. I mean, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves good Hollywood movies and Tom Cruise or whatever, but I feel like animals are true wildlife champions and true wildlife celebrities, the heroes. But when I'm on, with my family, I bring GoPros. I can literally just travel with GoPros, which are good even to 30 feet without a dive housing, but if I know I'm going to dive, I'll bring the housing, blah, blah, blah. And I can travel around the world and still have amazing 4 or 5K cinema in my pocket. We do a lot of filming with that same technology for the network. So, um, but yes, I don't like, don't like it when it feels like work. <laughs> Uh, but I, the I diving can never, that. yeah, yeah. Diving never feels like work to me. Last year, I've done some really cold water diving in Alaska. Ice diving, certain things for humans, like you feel like they shouldn't be, and they're like, "Yeah, get in there, Andy. You'll be fine, man." I'm like, "Man, that's so cold here. I can't feel my face anymore." But you know what I mean. <laughs> I love that you're bringing uh, that other equipment too to capture those moments with your family and your kids when you're on vacation. So it's uh, it's so great to talk to you. Andy Casagrande, U.S. wildlife cinematographer, shark specialist. Uh, thank you so much. What a great insight to the wildlife. Talk about diving at the Sandals properties and the beaches properties and making those memories with your family is just, uh, it's a once in a lifetime thing that you get to do while on property. So thank you for sharing your experiences with us. You know what? Thank you as well, because that's exactly the way you said it. Um, it's pretty amazing to experience this with my kids because I have, you know, I, I just like force them into these situations, not force them, but like trial by fire. You're coming shark diving with me. We're doing this. We're doing that. <laughs> when they have the instructors and the experience and the, the, the resorts, um, they cater to, you know, a kid experiencing what it's really like to dive underwater um, with their dad, with professionals, with the ocean, uh, with, with their family is, is unbelievable. So thank you for letting us do that. Beaches, sandals, we're pumped. We're doing it again in a month. So uh, Shark Week's right around the corner and then straight back at it. Like you asked me, does it ever feel like you're at a job when you're with your family? It's like, no, this is just life. This is great. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us on the Sandals Palmcast. We'll see you next time. And we look forward to Shark Week. Andy, we'll be watching for you. Thank you. Have a great day. Don't forget to subscribe to be notified when the next series drops. And remember, love is all you need because everything else is included.